So I'm the I'm the caboose for the four pillars series, the the end of the train. I was always taught that um, imitation was the greatest form of flattery. So we started off the the four pillars series with preach and teach the uncompromising word of God by Michael Thornton. Love you, Michael. Then Joe Reynolds followed it up with gifts of the Holy Spirit are free to manifest in this environment. And then last week, we had freedom of praise and worship by Jesse Flowers. I'm telling you, girl, here's a testimony for you. That message that you gave last week poured over into youth this week. We had a praise and worship service outside. We thought it was going to pour on us, so we went underneath the portico over there. And we saw young students who never say a word step up to the mic and start talking about the Lord and talking about and prophesying to other people. And those children also brought one of our leaders to speak in tongues this weekend or this week during Wednesday. So it's just pouring over, Jesse. It was a great job. This week's pillar is children are valued and taught the same values and expressions as the adults. I honestly feel a little uh, underqualified because honestly, we have a, a very, very strong team of Kimmy Bates, Kim Berg, Aaron Woodard, Kendall Bates, who actually lead this value out every week. And honestly, they're doing that. They're, they're taking the teachings and, apply and, and teaching to our children and allowing the children to apply those teachings to their lives. And so I say that because it's a privilege and honor for me to work with them in that environment, but also so that you understand that they're bringing something home. And so there's an opportunity there for us parents to be able to speak to them about God in our homes. And so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. If you, if you have your word or you look it up in your, um, in your phone, I'm going to go to Mark 10 real quick. Mark 10, 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. That's a very strong word. Very strong word. That's why I chose the Mark one, by the way. It's in Matthew and it's in Luke also. But in, in, uh, in Mark, he says Jesus was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. What a great um, song to end our worship this morning called The Blessing. It's our role to bless our children. It really is. 
in Jesus' time, some of you probably know this, in Jesus' time, children were not regarded as uh, special except to their parents. We kind of have a different perspective. Jewish culture didn't see children the same way we do here now. I feel like we, we put a lot of priority on that, and I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, the disciples felt like bringing children was socially improper to the teacher, to Jesus, the teacher. And that he, they felt that they would bother him. They don't bother him. And they, don't, they shouldn't bother us. When I say that, what a beautiful environment it is to be able to be outside, especially with the nice breeze today. It's so awesome. But I, yeah, without the breeze, we'd have a different story going. But I just look around and I see the children, you know, some of them playing in the grass over here, you know, or some of them running around. One week we had a group that ran around the, the sound booth for a while. There's a freedom in children. There's a freedom. And we can box it up. We can put it inside a box and it becomes contained. And honestly, that's not what the Father wants. The Father doesn't want us to be contained. He wants us to be free. And he wants us to actually live out life the way he determined it to be. So here's some things that I get from those verses. The first one is, the Lord wants to bless children. He wants to bless children. He was indignant. He was like, what are you doing? Let those children come to me. He wanted wanted to bless them. With the touch of his hand, just the touch of his hand, he blessed children. I believe these are three of the things that he blessed them with. Hope, faith, and love. So I know that all of you that are sitting out here right now understand this. The hope of our future is in our children. The hope of our future is in our children. There's no greater hope in the world than that God would do something great in our children. With Jesus blessing our children, they can and will carry hope into the future. They will. So, They're carrying hope. We're planting hope in them and they are carrying it on. As the song says, from children to children, from generation to generation, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a change that lasts for generation and generation and generation. And if we don't pour into the children and value children the way they need to be valued, we'll miss the mark. Faith. Sometimes we talk about faith and it gets down to that, that little nitty gritty, you know, belief. But faith is a demonstration. Faith is a daily walk. And by the way, faith is caught by children. It's caught. They see it in action and they're like, I see that. I want that. They see that. So they, they, they catch faith. How do they catch faith? They, see, they observe us going through tough times, hard times, and depending on the Lord through those hard times. Depending on the Lord to help us overcome adversity. Not depending on ourselves, 
but depending on him completely, just like he intended. He intended us to trust and depend on him. And so when we do that, our children see that. And so we continue to do that. So if our children see us going through, and I don't want to tell this as, as an only side, let's say, for instance, life was simple and easy, which it isn't for anybody out here. It isn't. Let's just say it was for that. And it was simple and easy. And so your children saw that life was simple and easy. And they would say, hey, life is simple and easy until it wasn't. And so you find yourself in a place where you, de- you can depend on yourself when it's simple and easy. But when it's a little more challenging, you got to depend on the Lord. Let me give you an example. So Julia, my wife, has homeschooled my son since he was four years old to the time now. Still. So we had to make a decision when he was really young about homeschooling, whether to put him into a school and then transition him through seven different schools as we moved around or homeschool. So we chose to homeschool. I'll bet there's a bunch of people out there who totally believe that it's been simple and easy for Julia and Nathan every time. No, you you don't. I can tell you how many times you know, I, I, it's amazing when you are the guy who goes away from the home and then you have something like a COVID or something like that, that brings you back into the home. And then you see the interaction between the two of them. And you're like, wow, I thought it was a lot easier than this, but it wasn't. It was, it was them both having challenges. And then the most awesome part is when Julia turns around and said, let's pray. There's a message right there all by itself. Let's pray. We can fight through this. We can, we, can, we can stop. We can not do what we're supposed to do. Or we can bring it to the Father. Right? And so that, there's a model there that I even got a chance to witness in that environment about the fact that there's some adversity that has to be overcome. And then the love part. Love looks like showing our children a standard. And then expecting them to meet the standard. So the question really is, what's the standard? Because everybody always wants to know that. So your standard is different than my standard, is different than their standard, et cetera, et cetera. The standard, the love standard is holiness. I got that this morning. I listened to Michael Thornton and Julia talking this morning about marriage and about the fact that marriage was designed to establish holiness. And that's a whole nother sermon on a different day. Um, but that's the standard. The standard is holiness, being more like God. He is love. So we set a standard to say, this is what we need, what, what our children need to do. Love, it looks like holiness. Parents, number two, parents should be encouraged to bring their children to Jesus. I kind of stepped to that one already, right? Sometimes, you know, I've seen that battle between Nathan and Julia at times where um, she basically says, you need to go alone and talk to the Father yourself. This, this is between you and him. So we are encouraged to bring our children 
to the father at an early age and teach them his ways. I have to emphasize that early age. So I'm looking over here at Brett and Nicole. I know they have little, little children. It's easier if they teach them about the Lord here than when they're here. Because as I learned through Nathan is he has, he has his own ideas and opinions now. He does. And so when I, when I tell him what they are, he has an idea of what he thinks they are. Now we, have, we may have to have a little battle. We may have to have a little battle. But I want to say this to the parents. You can do it. You can do it. I promise you, you can do it. You, you can lead your children. They are the next generation. We need to be purposeful about teaching them to hear the voice of God. Purposeful. And to help them establish their own relationship with the Lord. This is a, this is a, a double-edged sword here. So we want to walk this out. We want to show them an example. And we really, really, really want to protect our children. And so we kind of, we get caught in a little bit of a trap where we handhold. You follow me. And so when they get to be grown up, they find themselves in a place where their relationship is actually your relationship. And then it becomes a problem. So there has to be a little bit of us allowing them to establish their own relationship with the Lord. How do we do this? We teach them everything about God. Everything. So we might start with the Jesus story Bible. It might look like that. But it grows into the complete word of God at some stage. And so we build this out in them. By the way, that can't be done on Sunday only. This part of it takes work outside of the church. It takes you engaging your children, us, us, us engaging our children in the things of God, in the home. It's actually more important. Like, there can be a jump start. The, the kids team here can jump start that conversation. But you will continue that conversation through the week until the next time. That can be a way, but it can't be the only way. Here's one for you. Bring your children to Jesus every day. Every day. And before you know it, they'll bring you to Jesus too. I'm going to say that again. Bring your children to Jesus every day. And before you know it, they'll bring you to Jesus too. I, I, have, I have become humbled many times by my 17-year-old son. Many times. I'm not afraid to tell you that. I'm not afraid to tell you that, that he has wisdom that the Lord gave him. I mean, it, it was part of our role to bring him up and establish his own relationship with the Lord, right? Would it not be fair to say that I'm a broken vessel just like anybody else and that I can be corrected by somebody else who has a relationship with the Lord, even if he's 17 years old? 
Children have value. They really do. And if you pour the Lord into them or yourself, you get them to a place with the Lord, you'll find out. Here's one for you. Some of you guys heard this before. I'm sharing with everybody though. I'm in the Apple store line. Got to get something fixed. I make an appointment. Supposed to be at 12 o'clock. Get there 1145. You know, you got to get there early. Everybody gets there early, right? No, maybe some of you don't, but I do. I get there early. 12 o'clock comes around. Boom. What happens? Don't have to wait. And wait. And wait. And see the entire line of 25 people behind me get taken in the store before me. And I'm starting to get frustrated. I know none of you guys do that, but, but I do. I get frustrated. And uh, I start to mumble. Rum, 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 You know, by the way, a 17-year-old turns over to me and says, Hey, Dad you're not really showing the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience. He didn't have to finish. I already knew where I was at. Children have value. We should value children. You know, the next thing I did is I texted Julia and said, I just got calibrated by my son on the gifts of this or the, yeah, the, the uh, fruit of the spirit. It happens. If we will pour ourselves into our children, if we will. Let me end with this. We, we value children because they show us how to inherit the kingdom of heaven. They show us. They are, they are our reminder. So let me just take you to Matthew real quick, 18. It says, truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name will welcome me. So this is what I want to tell you guys today. The qualities of our children are worth emulating. Look at them. Spend a few minutes this week looking at them and seeing what is it that they do. Now, some of you guys have older children, and it's going to be a little more challenging. But if you have little children, this is a really good exercise for you. See if they're not humble. Yes, I know there's strong-willed children out there. I have one. Okay? But for the most part, you little children are humble. They want mom and dad to take care of them and show them how to do things and be fun and have freedom. They do. Simple acceptance. You know, there's not a lot of pushback. You know, only when Nathan got to be a teenager did he start asking mom, why? Why do I have to do that work? Why? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I said so. Not really, right? Sometimes why is a good question. It, they, there's a knowledge base that's trying to be built up there. But children have simple acceptance. And then last, they have an ability to receive a gift. And if I could tell any, everybody here today, I would tell you that these three things that you take to the Father, you say, Father, I want to be humble. 
I want to, I want to be the child, the child that you want me to be humble because I know that I'm not you. And because I know that I'm not you, I know that I have issues. I have problems. Simple acceptance. When God says something, do it. Simple. It seems simple. We can make it simple. And then lastly, the ability to receive the gift. Receive the gift. We need to stop acting like children and start being like children. There's a big difference in words there. You know, you always hear people, stop acting like a child, right? That's a bad term. But nobody ever says, stop being like a child. Be like a child. Trusting and dependent. Trusting and dependent. I want to, uh, I w- I want to pray over our children this morning. But before I do that, I want to remind you that next week we will start our series on boldness. Pastor Chad will be back next week. And so um, if I could, you that have children, and it doesn't matter what age they are, if you could just put your hands on your children while we pray this morning or hold them tight, whichever. Father, we thank you for children. We thank you for the fact, Jesus, that you said they are valuable and that we, as we see the value in them, Lord, we can learn the ways to inherit your kingdom. And so, Lord, I pray your blessing upon the children of Bridgeway. I pray, Lord God, that you will, be, that you will bless the parents, Lord, as they, as they figure out, Lord, how to follow the path that you have for those children, your children. We're all your children, Lord, but we have a role to play in the next generation. And so, Lord, we value them. We ask that your blessing will be poured out on them. We pray hope, Lord. We pray hope for their futures, Lord, that you will grant them your favor in the future, Lord, that everything will be worked out, that we don't have to worry or be anxious, Lord, but that we can depend on you completely for these children, for whatever the plan is for them, Lord. We pray, Lord, that your faith, the faith inside of each one, Lord, will be like a mustard seed, but grown into the tree-like bush, Lord, that you determined that it would be. And Lord, we ask that your love in holiness will be poured out on every child and every parent and every person under my voice. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will be glorified and honored in our lives, that we, Lord, will step into the path that you've laid out in front of us, the narrow one, and that, Lord, we will glorify you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. I hope that you guys have a great day. It is a great day. So bless you.